When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Jack's not here. I'm not even going to try to do his gimmick. It's Monday <laughs> night. You know what that means. It's time it's to talk going well. a little post-Raw action. Your Wednesday night crew here on Monday night. We're mixing it up. It's Halloween. Monday's pretending to be Wednesday. That's what our costume is, is we're pretending it's Wednesday. I'm Justin Labar. She's Issa. He's Jimmy Corderas. Happy Halloween to all of you celebrating. You should be celebrating. Why would you not? It's a, it's a, it's a night to go get some Get some free food, as JBL reminds us, <laughs> to dress up. Yeah. Uh, we're all in costume tonight. Isa, what are you? It was supposed to be a wizard schoolgirl, but we turned that into something different in my stream. And apparently, I'm just Britney Spears waiting to get speared one more time by Roman Reigns. Ah, oh, I like it. <laughs> Uh, so you're you're um isa we'll say isa is a she's a feeling oozy school girl tonight yeah i'm an okay. school girl i like that she's an oozy school girl cool. <laughs> jimmy corderas is rocking history he is rocking the vintage official 
SmackDown referee polo, official uniform. Uh, Jimmy, yes. I, I, I can't believe you took that out of the museum tonight. No, no, I, I, I fished it out. I took it out of the glass case. I, I, man, it's, you know what? As classic in it as the black and white stripes will always be, this one has a special place in my heart. The blue one, it just because it differentiated us from the other guys, the raw brand and all the other referees and all the other companies out there, we were unique and different. And as much as we all had each other's backs, because we were brothers and sisters in, in stripes at the same time, there was that friendly uh, rivalry going on there. You know what I mean? And, and this made us stand out a little more, I think uh, even in, in, when I, as I say, the referee shouldn't stand out above the, uh, the talent, you know, we're there to help them tell their story. But at the same time, this made us different from the other guys. That's all. How come we're all stuck with the black and white ref uniforms and never went to a red and black? I don't know. That That's a good question. I wish I had a good answer for you. But, you know, SmackDown's colors were blue. They were new. They wanted to be different. They wanted to be unique. And I guess that was one of the ways to, to differentiate it from the other, uh, the raw brand, I guess. Fair enough. So, uh, Uzi School Yeah, girl. I just want to make sure that people know that not only is it an honor for me to be doing this with Jimmy wearing that shirt, but Jimmy wouldn't bust out that shirt for Jack Farmer. He busted it out because he knew <laughs> it was Monday and I was going to be here filling in. So, Jimmy, I adore you. Thank you for giving me that honor. Oh, thank you. He's, uh, of course, you know, it's for you. So SmackDown referee, Uzi schoolgirl, and I'm playing a Washington Commander's uh, assistant coach. That's, that's what I'm dressed here as do, do you have do you have your uh, challenge flag ready and all that sort of stuff challenge flag ready i got my plays right here there you go uh i got the swag of three in a row so if you see a little shoulder shimmy shaking uh the lavar shuffles has been known to have uh, that that's just that's just uh that's just me riding three in a row it's called a winning streak it has happened before yeah uh, before we get into Monday Night Raw from Dallas Texas let's uh touch on one news item i thought this was pretty interesting and kind of uh, has some relevance tonight, given that we would see the tribal chief. Uh, this is coming from uh, uh, WrestleVotes. The Twitter insider has a pretty good track record. Don't know who he is, but he's, he's he knows something apparently. Um, he's speaking to Give Me Sport, and uh, and is and he basically is telling Give Me Sport that this Sami Zayn with the bloodline, obviously very much over with the crowd, is going longer than creative and anticipated. Uh, so long that they are keeping it going, and that's affecting one Kevin Owens. That reportedly the plan was Kevin Owens. That the plan would have been Sami Zayn would have you know been discarded by the Bloodline by now, and that Kevin Owens would have joined you know his re in real life best friend Sami Zayn, and and that would have been uh, the next continuation of the Bloodline story, and of Sami Zayn's involvement with the Bloodline. But obviously, Sami being an honorary Oose is just over like Rover. You don't pull the plug on that kind of momentum, do you, Issa? No, you do not. That would not be a very oozy move of WWE mm. to do right now. Uh, not until at least you get those oozy t-shirts out and sell the crap out of them. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree that Sami Zayn should remain in the storyline that he's in. It would just be, I, I do miss the presence of Kevin Owens in the show. He was cutting some great promos and having some incredible matches before maybe this change of direction happened and we don't see him right now. So I do hope they can come up with something different for Kevin Owens to do. But overall, I would not separate Sami Zayn from the bloodline quite yet. Jimmy, it does feel like, though, to, to Issa's point, I mean, you know, Kevin Owens, here's a guy who, uh, what, seven, eight months ago was in the main event with a Stone Cold Steve Austin out of retirement. So, you know, here's a guy you definitely don't want to have on the bench for too long. I would still think you could have Kevin Owens be somebody uh, who wants to step up and challenge 
the tribal chief for his world titles. And you can still have a lot of creative fodder with Sami Zayn, who needs to be Usi. He needs to be an honorary Us, mm-hmm. but he also has his friend over here. I feel like there would be some compelling television there. Yeah, it definitely would be compelling television. You know, this is a, a unique but great problem to have right now. I mean, like, like you guys said, it, the, this situation with Sami Zayn, he's so over as being so oozy right now that it, it's working. And, and I kind of feel bad for Kevin Owens, but at the same time, when the time is right, if you, you know, when you get to that point, you can have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn together. And that is the reason for Sami to depart and become unusy. Mm. Oh, is that could that be a new term? Unusy. It is a term. It's it so, is a term. One thousand percent. There you go. And and maybe that's when they join forces when the time is right, and he turns on the tribal chief. Interesting stuff. Obviously, the tribal chief. We will get to here in a little bit. He did make a special appearance on tonight's mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw. But yeah, it's 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 exciting to think about. Obviously. You know, we have the Crown Jewel event this Saturday, mm-hmm. Survivor Series after that, which we know is going to matter more than it seems that, that it has in past years. Rumble then will be right around the corner. So a lot of opportunity for situations of can I trust you? Is it every man for himself? What have you? So uh, I thought that that, that news story today of the reported change in plans with KO and Sami Zayn, uh, something to note that could be applied here in the future. Uh, Jimmy, we got a super chat. Of course, we always encourage if you definitely want to make sure you become the fourth man on here. Hit or woman hit that super chat. Uh, Dylan is asking, uh, did, yeah. did you well, wear the same ref shirt? Did you have to clean the same one every night, or did they give you did they give you a, a, an allotment of a couple for a, a loop? No, we had an allotment of a couple because uh, obviously those loops were were long. It was basically a, a four day loop. Uh, the raw guys would start on Friday. They do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday they would do raw, and then we would start on the SmackDown crew. We would start uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, house show slash live event, and then do our TV on Tuesday. So y- you needed at least three or four. And that's what we had. And then, but the, the color did change at one point because it was lighter and then turned darker. So I, I have them stashed somewhere downstairs. I just, I only bring them out on special occasions. And tonight I thought was a special enough occasion. You know, we see in sports, guys save, you know, football for their first catch. They save sticks for their first goal or, or a mm-hmm. historical whatever did you ever you know could be in a wrestling fan and and, and a historian like yourself mm-hmm. did you ever take one of your ref shirts that had like that was either from a, a shirt you wore from like an iconic match like a taker edge or or a shirt that had like a blood smatter did you ever did you ever just save the bodily fluids and and and, and keep it as is uh, not the bodily fluids ones but i do have the edge and undertaker one stashed away in uh, a little box uh in my crawl space of all places i did i don't have it displayed out but i have it hidden it's gonna get like eaten by like no 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 it's 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 in it's it's like sealed it's not going anywhere yeah that's that's my uh that's my go-to place for for hiding stuff (laughs) (laughs) never mind i i I guess i should have i should have uh added that little part in well, I was going to say, like, what you need, like, a, you know, you and Audra needed a minute to, like, separate and you go to the crawl space. No, that was, that's, that's where, I, where I stash all my stuff that I need to hide mm, from public not, view. Not, you're not, not, you're not in the yeah. doghouse, you're in the crawl space. Yes, exactly. No, <laughs> the doghouse, unfortunately, is the garage. But anyway, 
<laughs> very good very good all right let's go ahead and jump into monday night raw coming to you from american airlines arena in dallas texas we kick it off with bianca belair up against nikki cross is picking up right up where raw left off last week with, with nikki cross uh returning to her old form dropping the ash um we get some distraction a lengthy distraction at some point in here by can uh, damage control bailey makes an appearance but ultimately that's not going to matter uh, bianca is going to hit the kod and get the win uh, so we start off the women's match. I'll start off with our lady on the panel here, Issa. Uh, Nikki Cross, first match back, uh, uh, back again, and her you know her old gimmick, and she gets a loss. Are you okay with that? Uh, I am kind of. Uh, I feel like this Nikki Cross version is not about wins and losses. It's just about whatever <laughs> I guess because we haven't really gotten an explanation but I'm also okay with her going crazy without giving us an explanation we did see the return of Emma on Friday and her, she also lost to Ronda Rousey didn't take any significant you know significance from the match I don't expect to see Bianca Belair take a take a loss here from Nikki but didn't take away my enjoyment of the match I thought it was a good match I just love seeing Nikki come back in this in this version of her character and and, and it gives her some new life um, but yeah I don't think I don't think that her losing to the raw women's champion who hasn't been beaten in God knows how long really hurts her she she still was able to keep up with it I thought it was a good showing for her Jimmy very Halloween-esque to have the uh uh crazy Nikki Cross kicking off mm -hmm. the show. What about you uh, on the booking decision here? Yeah, I, you stole my thunder there, Issa. That's exactly what I was thinking. I thought, yes, it would have been nice for her first singles match back to, to be a, a winning one. But at the same time, she is facing Bianca Belair, who is the champ. And she was able to hang with the champion. And, and it was a good match. She had a good showing. And as they say in the wrestling business, she was able to get over without going over. And I thought she, 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 it was a fine showing from her. And as much as I would have liked to have seen a win in her debut match against uh, the opponent that they had chose for her, I didn't think it, it, it needed to happen tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think all those points are fair. And I guess I also say, you know, what's the alternative? It's, you know, I, I think it's nice to kind of like pick right up where you left off and uh, last week and have her in a match. I did, that was kind of, that did grab my attention. I was like, oh, I, you know, I didn't know that that's how we're starting this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I guess, you know, I probably would have uh, equal gripes if she comes in there and just beats the champion um, in a non-title match, of course, mm -hmm. uh, five days before we're supposed to have you know, important uh, premium live event matches. So, uh, and then we did see Nikki against some later on backstage. So there is still some uh, shroud of mystery of exactly what are her intentions. Um, we also did see post-match backstage that Asuka and Alexa Bliss, who do, who they came back to help uh, uh, help Bianca, who was outnumbered by damage control. Uh, they, back from their injuries that they were uh, sustained because of damage control, they go ahead and challenge for a tag team title match which is going to end up being our main event later on. So they uh, quickly make us realize what the main event's going to be. We'll get to that in just a little bit, which is Alexa and Asuka versus EO and Dakota. They're advertising a sit-down, a split-screen backstage sit-down interview between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. I was Lashley. so mad when they advertised this. I was so glad that that's not what we got because I that's not what I signed up to see. Mm. Yeah, so they they show they show Bobby getting mic'd up, but but Brock has not yet arrived. He mm -hmm. uh, we, we were supposed to believe he's maybe missed his call time. Well, we come back from commercial, Brock still isn't there. Mm -hmm. Bobby cuts a quick promo on his side of the screen, talking about uh, how he just knows how to expose Brock Lesnar. Whether if, if they would have fought twenty years ago, he would have exposed him. He's exposed him at Rumble. Uh, he's going to expose him again at Saudi Arabia. 
And then we hear Brock's music hit. Brock is in the arena. He hits the ring, and he said he did not come to Texas to talk and have sit-down split-screen interviews. He came to Texas to do what you do in Texas, which is to give an ass-whooping. And so he calls out Bobby Lashley, who comes out, and, man, just as you have to think, the two bulls go at it. In the aisleway, says uh, big meaty men slapping meat. Yes. Well, so much, so <laughs> much uh, meaty men slapping meat. The locker room empties. Even Triple H gets out there and is hollering at these two men that if they don't stop now and separate, that the match on Saturday is off. Uh, Jimmy, this is the this is the first we've seen of Triple H using his his position of power mm-hmm. on screen obviously he was on screen a few weeks ago as dx i was just him being triple h and dx but this is him using uh coming in to inflect some authority uh in this situation that got chaotic but, and, and i like that especially if they don't overdo it i mean yes we used to get the the vince mcmahon segment uh pretty much every week where he would exercise his authority i like if they keep it to a bare minimum only use triple h when he when he needs to be needed you know, not every week to to settle some kind of uh, um, discrepancy. And tonight, this was a hell of a fight. Uh, it, it, these guys went at it like two Brahma bulls, for lack of a better term. And having both heels and baby faces coming out, along with security, along with agents, along with officials, everybody trying to break these two apart and still having trouble keeping them apart made these guys look like total monsters. And if you talk about a match that got a great build for this weekend, this is the way to do it. They got this match. Uh, uh, the anticipation for this match is uh, now elevated. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Isa, Bobby called Brock. Yes, I know. A Bobby Lashley wannabe. I was so offended by that. I got up from my seat when I was doing my watch along. Listen, uh... You guys know my love for Brock. He's one of my favorites, so I can't be unbiased when it comes to talking about Brock. However, I did think we got duped with this match when it happened at Royal Rumble because you have Brock Lesnar so involved in the storyline with Roman Reigns that we didn't get what some of us waited 10 years to get. I've been waiting for this match, the real match. No title involved. What we saw tonight, what we saw a couple of weeks ago, that's what I want to see from these two guys. I thought this was excellent, and I was... I was offended by the line by Bobby Lashley. So hearing Brock's music hit, I was like, oh, it's on. I automatically knew it was on. And to your point, seeing Triple H out there did make a difference because we just had a pull apart between the two of them in the last segment. How do you escalate that to make it go like, oh, crap, they're for real now, right? You'd bring out Triple H and separate them. I also appreciate the Triple H. No, 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 wait till the pay-per-view. This is my money match, right? Like, don't do this right now. You have to protect the match and save it for the... PLE, whatever we call them nowadays, right? But I just love this. I love the energy from Brock. And if there is a match that I'm the most hyped about going into Crown Jewel, it's 1,000% this match because I feel like we didn't get what we wanted from these two beasts going at it. And I do think that we're going to see that this Saturday from them. And I'm so excited. 
Yeah, certainly a great deal of mystery from my perspective, at least, going into this match uh, of how it's going to be booked and, and, and who's going to go over because, you know, there is no title on the line. So obviously that then frees up a lot of, you know, you're not, you know, that frees up a lot make of it, um, Make it a no contest. Let them knock both of themselves silly so we get a rematch. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. You know, what's the what's 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 supposed to be next? When's the next time they have Brock? You know, so I, that's so I'm really interested to see what they uh, you know. We know Brock is all about doing. He, he'll do business. He'll he does, as long as it makes sense and and it, you know, he'll do it. So I could see Bobby going over, but I but only if it makes sense. And so I'll be curious. Right. And and it's interesting that Bobby seems to be the heel in this too as well. So uh, it, it almost coming off that way with the way he was talking uh, in the promo segment, uh, part of the uh, the interaction and and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's very interesting. And like you said, you can make a case for either one winning this match. Absolutely. Yeah, and the fact that neither one of them is afraid or is not backing away from the other one just mm-hmm. is is impressive to see. I'm excited. Again, I didn't think what we got. It was good. But it was just crashing the surface, what we saw from them at the Rumble. And I think this Saturday we're really going to see what they can do when no other storylines are involved. And it's just the two of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, again, if you got the Super Chats, uh, we see them. If it's uh, not about a topic we're on, we will get to them later. So appreciate mm-hmm. if you submitted one. We will get to it before the show is over. All right. We got our United States champion, Seth freaking Rollins, up against Austin Theory. Uh, in a match that uh, Corey Graves would, I believe, refer to as, as he said, that the kids call it today a banger. Uh, these two guys really went at it. There was one spot, though, that I had to make note of that I, I winced. Uh, Theory did a vertical suplex on to Rollins where he landed Rollins' neck mm-hmm. on on Theory's knee. Looked pretty brutal. Um, you know, Seth, after selling it, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. continued on. So I, I hope everything's all right, but that did look... Uh, pretty vicious, but ultimately, though, Seth Rollins will get the win when he hits the curb stomp. So, a lengthy match here, uh, between two guys who can just go. Uh, Jimmy Corderas, Seth Rollins, uh, crowds singing along with them. He's yeah. doing a little, doing a little, a uh, little, little juke and jive. Seth Rollins looks like he's uh, going back to the babyface side of things, huh? Or is he? It's just maybe it's just the fact that uh, they're just seeing uh, Austin Theory as being more of a heel and wanting to see him get uh, what's coming to him. I don't know if it's as much as turning Seth Rollins babyface. Maybe it's maybe he's suffering from the same uh, illness his wife is. They don't want to boo him because he's so entertaining. And that's one of the challenges nowadays for any good heel is to get that old school heel heat because you can be so entertaining as a heel that today's audience uh, will actually enjoy it as opposed to going, this guy really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Issa. Um, so Seth Rollins has got his crowd reaction, so you can chime in on that, but also, you know, Austin theory uh, hasn't had a lot of wins uh, on TV as of late. Does that, does that at all hurt his stalkers? He's still money. The... It does. Okay. Yeah, it does, in my opinion, because I, I didn't feel as invested in this match as I should have been. I thought the in-ring action was great between the two of them, the back and forth, right? But I didn't care because you already feel like you know what's going to happen when Austin Theory is involved in a match, regardless of who he's going against. Now here, he's going against the United States champion, something that I've noticed regarding the changes when it comes to Triple H. Is that you don't see a lot of champions losing on TV anymore, which I respect and appreciate. So on top of that, you also think Seth is winning here. So it makes it very hard to become invested no matter how good the in-ring action was because, like I said, it was a great match. Did I feel into it? Not necessarily. And I do think the losses on Austin Theory's side is what made me feel uninvested because when Seth Rollins comes out, he obviously commands everybody's attention. But once you find out who he's going against, it's hard to really 
think that the other person has a chance, especially when it's Austin Theory on his losing streak. Yeah, Theory, uh, the losses continue to amount, but he does still mm -hmm. have that briefcase, which, you know, it's a license yeah. to steal at any time. So Right, and, and I think that's maybe the, whether you like that's it or not, maybe that's the logic being displayed here is that, look, he can go on this long losing streak, but at the end of the day, he has this get out of jail free card that he might. The logic being displayed is that his cashing will fail. Regardless of who he go against, even he's even afraid of Brown Breaker at this point because he teased that and he didn't show up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, bit of a more serious super chat. Terry Allen Jr. Uh, saying Raj's friend died and unable to sleep. Wish comfort. Uh, yeah, Terry, I, I did see Raj note something that, mm -hmm. a few days ago on social about losing somebody important. I uh, don't know the details. I haven't got to talk to him about it, but of course, uh, condolences yeah. out to him uh, and his family and friends for uh, whatever loss they are. Mm -hmm dealing with yeah absolutely we get a breaking news mm -hmm. bulletin this saturday at crown jewel bray wyatt will be there so um i believe smackdown this friday's tape right it has to be because they're, they're traveling yeah. right. so uh i you know i don't know if we'll just get i don't know what we'll get on smackdown uh, but uh i guess kind of good that we're gonna get whatever the next chapter these of this bray wyatt story of mm -hmm. you know, he's we're kind of working through his demons, working through his personalities. We saw Uncle Howdy last week. Mm -hmm. uh, so interesting choice. Certainly this show, Jimmy, I, this premium live event certainly already has a pretty stacked lineup of storylines. So an mm -hmm. interesting choice for them to say, you know what, we're going to bring Bray over and we're going to give him a certain amount of time. I, I got to think that there's a poignant reason for this because, I, again, I don't, there, are no, there are no shortage of star power already on the show. No, absolutely. There has to be a reason behind it other than just showing up and, and, and doing a vignette or, or an uncle, an uncle howdy coming out and doing something. There has to be a more to it than that. And again, furthering this storyline in this comeback, uh, as I said before, you don't want to rush things with him, but at the same time, anytime he does show up, it's got to feel special and there's got to be a good reason behind it. I can't see them just sending him to Saudi Arabia just to be part of the show. And Issa, to that point, you know, they obviously are kind of vague always as they are with Bray and his appearance. There's there's no match or anything. They said that Bray's going to be there, but that maybe maybe they've decided to creatively add him to the show. Maybe he's going to factor into a finish. You know, we just sat here and debated a minute ago, how does a Brock or Bobby fit match? You know, maybe they, maybe he's the key to getting them to the finish line of some match uh, this Saturday. You bite your tongue, Justin Labar. Do not involve <laughs> him on that match. Anything else but that match. Um, Brock yeah, fears Uncle Howdy. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> I do think that it is time to move on to, you said it, the next chapter with Bray Wyatt, whether that is establishing who his first feud is going to be against or whether that is who is this Uncle Howdy, does he have a faction, like what's going on here? I will say it is time to establish that because what he did on Friday, I personally enjoyed it, but I did see a couple of people already like okay i'm ready to see what's next with him so i have a feeling that that's what we will get here on crown jewel if he's involved in the finish of a match yeah that's a great question which which match is that going to be because you have logan paul roman reigns you have what, what else do you have there brock and lesnar um yeah, yeah. I think, oh we have lash no we have drew mcintyre and carrion cross on a steel cage okay, so i mean there's a couple of matches that i can see him become involved i'm looking at the smackdown side of things because there was some kind of report saying that he will be exclusively on smackdown moving forward so we'll see what happens i'm personally ready for the next uh chapter of his story whether it's a feud or this whole uncle holiday mystery 
Yeah, one thing I hope for, and I, I think they're doing it because I mean they, um, you know, we kind of got a tease of Uncle Howdy a week prior, a week ago, and then we've got a little little promo vignette from an Uncle. It's so like I, they just need to keep things moving because I think the, the the biggest complaint that I have, and I don't think I'm alone in this, in past Bray Wyatt uh, uh, storylines, is the riddle and rhyme went on for too long without uh, any result, without any substance. Now, part of that may have been. You know, we, we've heard a lot of reports, you know, especially now that Vince is not there. Part of it, I think, might be that there was it seemed like Bray's vision for what he had of the story and Vince's vision or understanding or interpretation clashed. I think we can look back mm-hmm. now at history and kind of see where it started off one way. And then Seth Rollins is beating the fiend with a ridiculous looking mallet in a steel case or in a helmet cell. Mm-hmm. So I, hopefully creative and Bray are on the same page now. And I just, we need to keep things moving. Okay. So we saw Uncle Howdy. Okay. Now we need the next thing. They can't, we can't go weeks on end with just repeats and riddle and rhymes. We need to keep this moving to, in order to not lose momentum. So I hope that that's why they're adding Bray to the show is to keep maybe, it moving. Maybe we get an eventual match between Uncle Howdy and Uncle Usi. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I, could, I couldn't help myself. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> we will see what, uh, yeah. what comes of this. Uh, this uh, uncle howdy when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, up next, we see the SUV pull up. The tribal chief and his wise men have arrived mm-hmm. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns in the ring, and uh, he talks about how he's been champion. It's it's We're, we're nearing 800 days. I think 792 is what the Kevin uh, Patrick said. Uh, and, and, and all that time, uh, Roman has hyped up his opponents. He's hyped up his title defenses, but he refuses to hype up this one. He refuses to hype up a guy who's only had two matches in WWE, so he's not going to hype it up. His wise man will hype it up. And Paul Heyman takes the mic, proceeds to note uh, the, the steel screws that are in Logan Paul's uh, uh, knockout uh, fist. Uh, notes HBK has been training Logan Paul, all the while Roman Reigns not impressed as he makes uh, his facial expressions remind you of such. And then The Miz, <laughs> the Miz interrupts this. <laughs> And, uh, and he acknowledges his, his tribal chief. Uh, but he says that Logan's right hand is real. Uh, he notes how he knows Logan Paul better than anybody else in the pro wrestling industry and basically makes an offer of, hey, Roman, I'll help you. Uh, I'll help you scout and defeat Logan Paul if you can help basically fight off Dexter Loomis for me. Roman Reigns, tired of hearing about everybody talking about the risk of him getting knocked out. He says, when are we going to talk about Logan Paul getting knocked out and proceeds to deliver a Superman punch? to the Miz. Uh, Esau, I'll go to you first here with the Tribal Chief. Uh, how did you li- – this is the Tribal Chief's – I don't know what we're going to get on Friday, but this is his last uh, his last live go-home uh, before his match against Logan Paul. Did this do the match justice? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was, it was fine. It was I, – I guess I was a little bit disappointed in seeing the Miz come out later and have a match and be just perfectly okay because that kind of discredits the knockout by Roman Reigns. But now I'm probably nitpicking and overthinking too much. Well, they did, the Roman they did, Reigns, 
they did show the Miz in the trainer's room with a bag of yeah. ice later. And, yeah, but he's been faking injuries for the last ten weeks to get out of matches. <laughs> yeah, so right. it's not yeah. it's not something that I'm gonna believe. Like, oh my God, Roman hurt him because he's done this so many times to get out mm. to get out of a match. So I'm just, I'm just looking. Listen, I watched the show. Okay, that's what you get for paying attention. Um, I thought that Roman's promo was great. I don't think that Roman should be hyping up uh, Logan Paul. I agree with him. It was a promo. Roman looked great, as he always does. He mentioned the Uzi. The crowd was chanting Uzi, made the t-shirts already. Mm-hmm. I do not think that Logan Paul has a chance in hell. Am I curious to see the match? 100%. And that's where I stand with this. I don't. I, I think Roman wins, but am I going to watch and see what Logan can do? Yeah. Yeah, and Jimmy, that uh, you know, we talked earlier about Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, and we all agree, you know, it could go either way. Either guy could win, and how do you how do you do it? This one, you know, again, as you said, I think ninety nine point nine percent chance Roman Reigns mm-hmm. uh, is walking out as your champion. But there still is again the question and intrigue of how does it happen? I mean, you know, again, Roman understands good business and, and he understands the value of Logan Paul in WWE. But at the same point, this is a guy who is only in his third match going up against the guy who's getting ready to approach 800 days as world champion. So how much do you give Logan Paul and trying to continue to legitimize him to your WWE audience? But of course you don't want to do anything to, to tarnish the 800 days that Roman Reigns has been champion. That's the challenge because look, I know, I know people could make an argument uh, for Logan Paul because he's so uh, such a uh, celebrity that, uh, and he's got such a following that people will say, well, yes, you'll get more eyes on the product and that sort of thing. But at the same time, you run the risk of alienating the audience you already have who see uh, Logan Paul as a as Roman said tonight in his promo outsider mm-hmm. so but to that point like Issa said I am curious to see the match I want to see how it turns out and I want to see how they um, creatively get to the ending of this which like you said 99.9 percent I believe that Roman is going over I can't I can't see the uh, long-term benefit or even short-term benefit of having a, a Logan Paul with the championship right now especially when you're invested so much uh so many years into a Roman Reigns and this storyline of the bloodline with the Usos and and his family lineage. So uh I think this is just a a I, I want to hope and say a one off to gain some eyes on the product that they may not otherwise get but uh really um I, I don't see Logan Paul coming out of this with the championship, either one of them. Well, it's a perfectly timed one-off because mm-hmm. it's a match, again, on paper, everybody knows, okay, Logan Paul's not winning the world title right now. He's not going to be the one that beats Roman Reigns' is, is, uh, you know, reign. But it's also marquee enough that it's like, man, we need a guy. We need a marquee for the for the Saudi show. It do, You know, it, it does that. So, um, it, yeah, it, it's... I, that's there, and then I'll be curious what we do get on what I think is going to be a tape SmackDown. I, I wonder. It, it was it was taped already. Did they already tape? Okay, well I, yeah, I have not. They read taped a... it last Friday. I haven't heard any spoilers either, but I do yeah. know they taped it on Friday. I haven't either, so I, I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to fantasy book something, but I don't know if. It, but I, what I'm wondering, I wondered if if Roman would give Sammy the night off or something because I, Sammy doesn't travel to those Saudi shows, so. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're going to have the bloodline get involved and help, you know, and be a, be a factor, Sammy's become such a 
big part of the book. I think they in storyline, they need to give some kind of reason why he wouldn't be there. Yeah, it felt like they teased that tonight when Roman said that he had Sammy and Jay out there starting to rebuild the piece and, and mm-hmm. becoming more oozy. And, and you saw him come out alone, which we've only seen this from him also at Clash at the Castle when, you know, so like the Usos didn't travel to the mm-hmm. UK with him. So I, I did think that there was something that piece that what you're mentioning with him coming out along and mentioning that these guys were mm-hmm. out in the wild doing their whole healing therapy to become Uzi. Sure. And uh, mm-hmm. just again to the chat, please don't, if you did read the spoilers, don't put them on the chat because some yes. people don't, yes. don't want to be spoiled. So, all right. <clears throat> uh, up next, Damian Priest and Judgment Day out to the ring. Priest going to get singles action against Carl Anderson, who's got Gallows and AJ Styles out there on his side. Uh, of course, Carl Anderson uh last week got a loss to finn balor on account of rhea ripley coming in and getting a low blow in week before that dominic mysterio had a big win so certainly the judgment day racking up their wins here so anderson's gonna get one back for his side he's gonna get a quick roll-up win on priest but before he can even celebrate uh judgment day's in the ring uh rhea once again low blowing gallows and rhea standing tall challenging the men to hit her Uh, they don't of course uh, so that begs the question, and, it, and, it, and it, it's, it, it ties into a super chat that we just got a moment ago from Stephen Marcachilli, is eventually the OC, they have to get a woman on their side, right, to mm-hmm. even the numbers and even it out. Uh, Issa, I'll go to you. Is there any woman that immediately comes to mind that needs to be on the side of the OC to take on Rio? Yeah, right now, Nikki Cross. I think that she has that gimmick going on of craziness, and I don't care. I just mm-hmm. want to hurt people. So I think Nikki Cross mm-hmm. will be a great addition. Jimmy. Interesting. Yeah, if Edge was still uh, a part of the storyline, I would say Beth. Beth makes the most logical sense, but uh, uh, would Beth join in along without her husband? That's the only difference. The only thing. Yeah, all all interesting uh, avenues to go here. But that's, I mean, I, you know, this week we have obviously it's it's going to be th- on Saturday. It's going to be three on three Rio. Of course, again, it's going to be the X factor on the outside. Um, mm. I got to think as we then. Go towards can they, can they hire someone series. for SmackDown? Because Shayna Baszler would also be an awesome addition. Ooh. We could. Yeah. Interesting. Perfect. My only thing with, well, I mean, no, Shayna could work. Um, no, I like Shayna, but the problem is that they now started teasing Shayna working with Ronda, and I've been mm. to see that for a while, so yeah. I wouldn't want them to split that up. But I, I feel like Shayna has OC vibes to her. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, is there any uh, female that has like a a tie to anybody in the OC, like a <laughs> Dana Brooke. <laughs> did you remember those segments they did together? The dog. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. I had forgotten, but thanks for jogging my memory. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <On that. laughs> All right. Well, Oh boy. Uh, but I, I gotta say, I said this again last week. I'll say it again. Rhea Ripley. She just, uh, she, I mean, all yeah. judgment looks good. But Rhea just looks like an absolute star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, and I will. I will t- a tip a tip of the hat that I'm not wearing to to Dominic Mysterio, who seems to be finding his uh, his way in that group. Uh, he's definitely uh, excelled. Absolutely. Yeah, the only critique that I have is that Judgment Day keeps taking losses. However, they end up looking badass after these losses. But mm-hmm. at some point, you're going to start seeing them and going, "Yeah, they're just going to lose," and then mm-hmm. Rhea is going to come in and, and kick everybody's ass and. At some point, you have to stop that and start making judgment fate. They feel as important as they feel because they're on every show. They they've been getting a lot of time. They're getting a lot of promos, but they're not getting a lot of wins. Well, right. no, I mean, no, I mean, again, last week 
Finn got the win on Aaron Sanderson the week prior to that. Dom got the win. I mean, they are they're they're getting they're getting some. I mean, it's yeah. You know, I I think it is a delicate balance, and I think right now we're there. I mean, um, yeah. So, and I, I think this has got the makings for Survivor Series. We don't count. We don't mm-hmm. count Dominic beating AJ Styles. Lavar, please. Stop. Yes, we do. No, we yes, don't. we do. Oh, it's, you it's forgot my, about it. Like you forgot about the Dana Brooks segment. Okay. It's 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 in my record book. Dominic Ooh. Mysterio beat. There's a nerve hit somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pushing buttons. There All you right. Go. JBL comes out and cuts oh. a, he cuts a promo on uh he cuts a promo on Halloween. He cuts a yeah. promo on going around asking for free food and, and and being woke and just this entire this entire old man yelling at the clouds type of promo. But I laugh my ass off, I have to oh. admit. Uh he introduces baron corbin uh corbin comes out corbin starts to cut a promo and he says i'm telling the truth and that is, then of course is the bat signal for our truth to come out dressed as a cowboy um uh jbl doesn't like it Cor- truth making note that corbin and jbl are in costumes mm-hmm. uh which they did not appreciate and ultimately corbin is going to lay out our truth so all of a sudden a great resurgence of using our truth each mm-hmm. week on raw which i mean who doesn't love a little R-Truth comedy, right? No, of course. He adds so much to it. it and uh, and to jump back a little bit as well, too, Baron, uh, obviously JBL, we know what he can do with a microphone in his hand. He he had the crowd in the palm of his hand when he was putting Texas over so huge and then just turned the switch on him, and you could see them turning against him. And, and he's just a master at it. And, and Baron Corbin is so underrated on the microphone. I think he's really good with the mic in his hand. And R-Truth is someone that you can use to help get these new stars over to the next level. And even if you do use a little bit of comedy, R-Truth is just good enough that he can do both comedy and also at the same time look legitimate enough to get somebody else over. Yeah. Uh, Issa, what's what's your pulse on uh, Baron Corbin paired with JBL? I haven't got to talk to you about this at all. I'm not feeling it yet, um, but I think it has potential. I just not, it's not something that perks me when I see it right now. I'm still not used to it. Every time I hear JBL's music, I go, oh yeah, I forgot he's with Baron Corbin now. I need, I need to start associating them together more often. A little bit of a missed opportunity. I, I, I was hoping that Arturus would show up and be ready for his match against Grayson Waller and somebody will remind him that that's tomorrow so you could plug in NXT. Would have been would have been a nice touch since he is going to be in NXT tomorrow. But overall, I'm never gonna be mad at seeing our truth on my screen. I, I've been mm-hmm. appreciating seeing him in this kind of segments instead of chasing after the 24/7 championship. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, trying to uh, trying to use JBL to to give somebody a rub. I'm a fan of Baron Corbin in the sense of I I think his size and athletic ability. You know, Corbin does that spot. Um, but you know, when, when he when he slides out the ring, goes over the ring post and gets back in, and he, he I, I think he gets a lot of hate from uh, online community that uh, whatever. But I, I, I will say my critique is I, I, I do need I need them to define what lane he's in. Like on the one hand, we have JBL saying he's a modern wrestling god, and I can get behind that for all the things I just said the athleticism and, and Corbin's um skills there. But then he's like playing the money gimmick, so he's so he's rich, but he. I, I need like some. I need a more defined lane. I'm not saying he needs to start dressing like JBL or needs to be, but I, it still does seem like they're not quite sure where they want to be. And I need that to get a little bit more defined and yeah. start clicking more for me. No, I understand. And and still at this point, I think JBL is overshadowing or overshining yeah. 
Kaberin Corbin at this point. And, and, and it's hard to come out from behind that shadow because, you know, let's, let's be honest, JBL does cast a, a large shadow. And yes, he will help Baron Corbin probably get to that next level that he needs to get to. But at the same time, at the moment, he is, he's uh, a bigger star. And, eh. Well, we have to, people have to remember, JBL was on color commentary for so many years. Mm-hmm. And if you have a guy that has the ability to stay on color commentary in that position for as long as he did, that means that you have the skills for two or three hours straight to be on a live mic, to be quick, to be sharp. to And, and so... Then when you give him say okay go fill two minutes and do this promo even if he even if it's a promo to ultimately put over Baron Corbin mm-hmm. it's gonna be a powerful promo because he does because JBL doesn't know how to miss on the mic so to your point Jimmy that's a hard like it's almost like you want him to talk because that's a strength and you want him endorsing Corbin but then yeah Corbin gets on the mic and it wasn't that Corbin's promo was bad but he just there's nothing he's gonna say that's going to mm-hmm. rise to the level of what JBL just did right no you know? you're absolutely right yeah so uh, we'll keep seeing. Uh, what the plan with the long term plan is here? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, hey, JBL cutting promos on Halloween and our okay. truth as a cowboy, no problems there. Right. All right. Well, it wouldn't be a Halloweenish uh, episode if we didn't have some pumpkins and things getting <laughs> thrown around. It's time for our trick or street fight between uh, Riddle, who's out there dressed as a, uh, I guess we call it Brozekiel, uh, mm-hmm. Elias <laughs> on his side, and then we have Otis and Chad Cable. Um. <laughs> doing their SNL oh. impersonation of uh, the, the, the classic skit. If you haven't seen it, when you're done listening to this podcast, go go watch on YouTube. Because if you haven't seen it, this was totally over your head here. But mm-hmm. it's a classic skit between Patrick Swayze and the late, or I guess they're both the, the late, late Patrick mm-hmm. Swayze and late Chris Farley doing the Chippendales mm-hmm. skit. <laughs> and that's what Otis and Gable do. Wow. Uh, thrusting, <laughs> thrusting their way to the ring. Um, I'm not going to do the play-by-play of this match. There's there's a candy corn mm-hmm. kendo stick. There's pumpkins. There's tables. There's there's worms. Uh, the, 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 the dancing worm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimately, Riddle's going to hit an RKO for the victory. Issa, Riddle's playing Brozekiel, but shouldn't Riddle have dressed up as Randy Orton? Yes. <laughs> yes, he should have. However, I, I pop for this. Not as hard as I pop for Otis and... Chad Gable made my entire night. Oh. I was almost in tears watching them, and it was mm-hmm. it was a fun match. It was what it was supposed to be. We get it every Halloween, but the mm-hmm. highlight was definitely Chad Gable and Otis here. Go out of your way to watch this. It was so much fun. Jimmy, how many uh, trick or street fights uh, have you refereed in your days? Uh, I, I, I don't remember how many, but uh, they've always been kind of fun to a certain degree. And tonight was fun for me, not only for the the throwback to the Saturday Night Live skit there, but also because the RKO was performed on a pumpkin head. And those of us who uh, have been around in WWE have a friend that is still there that works there whose nickname is Pumpkinhead. And just the fact that he get, did the RKO on the Pumpkinhead, I had to text him right away and said, hey, good to see you on Raw last uh, tonight. That's not Chimmel, is it? No, believe it or not, he's one of the merchandise. Uh, okay. Gentlemen. Yeah. I was going to say, you never miss an opportunity to get uh, to get one on Chimmel there. Oh, no. Chimmel, Chimmel, if it was Chimmel, I'd, I'd call him out. <laughs> Worse than Pumpkinhead, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's a Flyers fan to boot. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, not much more analysis is needed on this one. Uh, Riddle gets, gets the victory here. All right, uh, up next we get Miz versus 
Uh, Mustafa Ali, of course, there was a backstage earlier as we alluded to, Miz, uh, ice in his jaw, uh, Ali uh, saying, oh, it's a shame you're trying to get out of this match. It's going to happen tonight. Of course, all this, meanwhile, Miz has this match. There is still this uh, this lingering 60-minute style sit-down tell-all interview that Byron Saxton has conducted with Johnny Gargano, where Johnny is going to tell us all why Dexter Loomis is continuing to stalk mm-hmm. and attack Miz. So Miz has this match with that looming over him uh if you will and even in so far in the match at one point when he's down uh, outside the ring near the barricade dexter even attacks miz briefly before security chases dexter loomis off and that's going to then transition not too long after into ali hitting the 450 splash um i don't really think there's much more to you know a win for ali but i think at this point i'm just going to go right into the the, the gargano tell-all which comes out after this mm-hmm. so it's WWE investigates saxton sits down gargano let me try to sum this up here. Gargano proceeds to tell us that um, he's fond of Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis became part of his NXT family. Then that all fell apart when Loomis was uh, lost his job. He fell in hard times. They're showing this dramatic reenactment. Loomis was a like a street corner artist just trying to make a buck. The Miz comes along, and and, and the Miz kind of takes advantage of that, and, and, and it, was, it, was, it was killing Loomis's spirit. Then when Gargano comes to return to Raw back in August, he overhears a conversation that he records. We hear the audio. It's the Miz basically saying to Loomis, you're a little snug on that sleeper, and and, and basically alluding to that Miz was paying Loomis to stage these attacks. And then eventually, somewhere along the way, things went awry, Mm. and Miz probably stopped paying Loomis, and that's why Loomis now is out for blood to get Mm -hmm. the Miz. And when Saxton goes, why would the Miz do all this? Gargano spins the wheel, spins the web of, uh, you know, Miz is a wannabe celebrity and he wants to have stalkers and paparazzi and, and, and wants to have this image. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. That is what that is. That is what we were told. Uh, the reason is for Dexter <laughs> and his uh, psycho stalking habits on the Miz. Issa, are you buying it? No, I, I don't appreciate Johnny snitching here i don't where i'm from you don't do that no matter what so you know that wasn't very oozy of him to be snitching like that also not very oozy of him to try to block dexter from making some money if it was a business deal let dexter make his money you know agreed i agree dylan johnny snitching is his new name for me cannot be trusted ever again that's where i stand with this (laughs) jimmy your thoughts I don't know. I, I, I will give him credit for go, thinking outside the box on this one. And, you know, the, the the thing about Miz wanting to be a celebrity, at least that's a, there's a little realism there in, in that. But at the same time, uh, I'm not buying it yet. Uh, it, it, there's something about this. It's, and again, and, and I hate to jump back again, we, we kind of glazed over Mustafa Ali really quickly. Good win for him, but at the same time, there's something about Mustafa that's not clicking as well. Something, because he's something. the latest victim of the 50-50 booking club. He lost last week. Maybe. He won the week before. So he's but, like he's yeah. literally gone back and forth with winning and losing. Yeah. So you don't know what to believe of him. Maybe that's it. But uh, and uh, and then back to this whole whole story, this whole this tell-all by Johnny Gargano. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I I need more from this. Let me ask you this, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this 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 whole Dexter, you know, 
uh, yeah, at first they tried to really disguise it as like a fan was jumping. Like, you know, you didn't actually know. They were so subtle with the way they shot the very first one. But this has been going on since July. I literally think this I literally think this story started like a week after Triple H officially took his new role, mm. uh, if I recall. Um, do you think that this is one of these stories that when they started it, they did not have the answer? Or did you think that like do you think when they started that they knew that this was eventually what they were going to reveal to be part like like what do you like because this feels to me like this did start and they had to come up with it on the fly like this was not the perfect you know in a perfect world in wrestling booking you have this grand story you had the finish already known and then you work right. backwards I don't think they had the finish known and work backwards here uh, my opinion it, it, it kind of it definitely feels that way because it almost feels like they said let's start this let's see how the crowd reacts let's see where we can go with this and. And we'll go from there. We'll call it out there, so to speak. You know yeah. what I mean? With this story, usually, this, you know, guys will go into a match or girls will go into a match and say, hey, what do you want to do during the match? Hey, here's the finish, but we'll call it out there to get to the finish. And that's almost how this story feels like. They're calling it on the fly as they go. I mean, the only thing I'll say. overwhelming reveal as well. Like, you expect so much more. The mystery was built up so much that you're like, okay, he's paying him. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the but, one the one thing yeah. I will say to play devil's advocate to to like, to myself here, the yeah. one thing I will say in favor of this is all intentional was the Loomis thing started at the end of July. So, obviously, Triple H knew that he was bringing him back. And then, mm -hmm. obviously, wheels were in motion. He knew he was bringing Gargano back a few weeks later. And, obviously, mm -hmm. Gargano and Dexter mm -hmm. linked together in NXT. Linked to, That was a under triple h's watch that creative hap so so maybe that maybe he knew okay i'm bringing dexter back and i'm gonna bring johnny back and we're gonna somehow make it all tie together so right. maybe maybe that's the argument but this does kind of feel like they sat around the writer's room somewhere and they threw some darts against the wall and this is where they landed but i i will give johnny gargano uh you know thumbs up for committing to this bit especially with those reenactment scenes and all that stuff you know he <laughs> it was entertaining in that regard at least anyways uh thanks ricky for just confirming me uh the yeah, other started uh, right when uh cool. h came into a spot there in case you guys are not in with the inside joke um alfred well byron saxton is alfred's daddy just so you guys know in case you do a podcast with him feel free to bring it up oh, okay. fair enough 95 percent of uber eats orders are on time which is great because the only thing i care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff but on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Fair enough. Uh, Roger also had a $2 Super Chat earlier. Said, awesome show tonight. Love the Johnny segment. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you like it, you like it, man. That's great. Like like I said, maybe, you know, I'm not buying the story, but at the same time, I enjoyed the presentation of it. The reenactments were fun. The only thing I'll say, and I don't, and I, I know why they wouldn't necessarily do this. I wish they would have leaned. It would have been really funny. And Jimmy, my nod is to you at this one. It would have been really funny if the reenactments were shot like silhouette style, like dark side of the ring. Oh. Just like a little nod to like we know subconsciously this is what people are thinking if we do it this way. Right, right. Oh, that's tremendous. <laughs> yeah, to take this to take Dexter losing his job is like one of the great, one of the yeah. great dark moments in the business history. Right. Um. Anyways, all right. Main event time. Uh, women's tag team titles on the line. Your champions, Eo Sky and Dakota Scott. Uh, Eos, 
Eosky uh, and Dakota. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to defend them up against Asuka and Bliss. I, I got to say, the, the, the crowd here was very, very dead for most of this match. Um, we finally get the holy shit chant when Bailey and Bianca, who are the you know, bystanders on the outside, they get into a brawl and they do a belly to belly uh, or belly to belly, whatever its version is, into like some tables and some tech area. So that gets the crowd up and chanting. Uh, and then we're going to see Twisted Bliss uh, onto uh, EO. So we do have new champions. So the crowd does react. We have new champions. I guess the new champion certainly makes it then worthy to be in the main event spot. Jimmy, I gotta be honest though. I'm with all these ladies. I like all of them kind of individually, but I damage control. There was a novelty of like, oh, these three girls are together and they're rehired and kind of surprised at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asuka and Bliss and Bianca seems like kind of an odd table at the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not I'm not feeling all of this. I, I, I don't know why, uh, it, not just with the women, but there just seems to be, everybody has to be part of a faction. Everybody has to be part of a group. It seems to be uh, more of that than individuals, like individual tag teams or, or, or even uh, like Bianca is your champion. Now she's aligned with Asuka and Alexa Bliss. You know, she's, she stands out, you know, she's an, she's an amazing uh, performer in the ring. And she, does she need to be part of a group? You know, and it just feels that way that everybody needs to be part of a group nowadays. And I think it's it's filtered over into this as well. And and like you said, Asuka and Alexa Bliss are both great individual talents. Do they need to be a tag team? Probably not. I thought I was kind of thinking that uh, you could make an argument that if the Kai and Sky, as I like to call them, retained, then you have a reason to believe that Bailey may beat Bianca, and then they that group damage control now are in charge of the women's division because Bailey is the raw women's champion and, you know, Kai and Sky are the women's tag team champions. I think they missed an opportunity here that if you, because they formed this faction to make this faction really stand out. Issa was the time to take the tag titles off of Sky and Kai. No, no, these tag titles are really getting around since they came back from that tournament. Like, it feels like we just had the tournament end and we already crowned three different teams as champs. I will say the in-ring was great. I loved it. And I and I think Asuka and Alexa do work great as a team. Do I want to see them as a team? I'm not sure. But if you don't have anything else from for them, they do deserve to be on the show. Also, for positives, I love that the women open and close the show tonight always get big props for me i love the spot outside between bailey and bianca i'm actually <laughs> you, mean, you mean you're up you're not upset that they weren't on at 9 30 no <laughs> or 10 10 30 uh exactly right um i love the spot outside i am we were talking about matches that we are hype. I don't know what level Bailey and Bianca plan on taking it in at Crown Jewel because we've seen them in Hell in a Cell. We've seen them in a ladder match. I'm actually fearing for this last woman standing match between the two of them. I am excited. However, right, that, that's where we the butt is coming in. When Damage Control got introduced at SummerSlam, it felt like such a huge deal. And it felt like we were going to see them holding all of these belts the way that we saw Bianca and Alexa and Asuka doing that tonight. And now, with what you said, it takes a lot of my, oh, maybe Bailey's really going to do it this time uh, on in Saudi Arabia. I kind of, like, don't know anymore. I don't know that it was the time. It just feels like damage control 
it's just another faction. They don't feel like they're dominant or important at this point, and you took away the only thing that they had going for them. So we'll see where this whole story goes, but it was awesome. The match itself was great. So let's yeah, let's close on that. Let's close on the fact that obviously they're building towards last woman standing match between mm-hmm. Bailey and Bianca for the title at Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And, and again, for anybody, any of our more casual fans, a last man or last woman standing match is there's no pinfalls, no submission, no DQ, no count out. The only way to win is by you know incapacitating your opponent to where they can't answer a standing ten count. They can't get up right. before ten, so it can be anywhere uh, in, in the venue. So those matches are traditionally they're they're like a hell in a cell. They're traditionally kind of a match that you would, you know, put as like the final stage of a blow off between two people. It's been a blood feud. Uh, you need an you need an escalated level of violence, so to speak. Uh, this will be interesting, especially with the added layer. We're in Saudi Arabia. They've obviously they've made a lot of progress in the years of, of we've seen the women compete. They still alter the dress code a little bit to be. Um, Mm-hmm. To, to, to be respectful of the culture and 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 what have you there but i guess what i'm getting at is this could be a very violent women's match in theory yeah. on, pa- on paper mm-hmm. yeah. this might be the most violent of the female performances that the saudi arabia crowd has ever got i just i'll be very curious to see this one and how the crowd reacts as well mm-hmm. because we've seen yeah. saw we've seen these saudi shows right these shows are kind of like you know the, the 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 fans that are closest to the ring and what have ringside they tend to be maybe special VIPs or of a higher class or something, maybe not necessarily the hard, but then the more hardcore fans mm-hmm. are, are dispersed throughout the venue. So I'll just be very interested to see facial reactions and, and noise reactions to mm-hmm. seeing some of these women do what they might do to each other. Yeah. It, it's going to be very interesting when you talk, you know, we've talked earlier tonight about the Bobby Brock match being something interesting. This is going to be very interesting to watch. I'm curious to see, like you said, it, not in, it, well, maybe yes, in both. What they actually do in the match and how the crowd is going to react to seeing this. Let me ask you. Yeah, this. I mean, you feel like uh-huh. they have to take it there, right? I'm sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but no. don't you think they have to take it there because we just seen Bailey and Bianca in such different levels of like hardcore mm-hmm. style matches that it's just like you cannot go out there and like really work this match after, especially after that ladder match that we just saw them had at Extreme Rules. And mm-hmm. I still remember the, the the Hell in a Cell match. I actually was a big fan of that match. I know that one happened a while back before Bailey's injury, but it was a really good match. So it just really makes you wonder what, what are they going to do here? And like Justin mm-hmm. said, how is the crowd going to react to it? Are they going to love it? I think, didn't we see a women's elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia or am I making that up in my brain? Uh. Okay. I might be. Uh, I'm gonna look cha- it up. The, the chamber was. I think you did. I think. I think you're right. Because the chamber match. I remember the chamber event last year on the road to Mania was in Saudi Arabia. Because I remember saying, normally to me the Saudi shows are kind of like an inconvenience detour, but I was happy they at least did the Saudi show on the road to Mania and had chamber, which at least. So if they had a men's chamber match, I have to imagine they had a women's. Because the, yeah, the men's chamber, there, men's... there was the elimination chamber event was in Saudi Arabia. The yeah. 20, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the last one was in Saudi. Because the men, that was the, that was a famous spot with um, Austin Theory and Brock, where Brock mm-hmm. yes. fived him off the the top of the pod. Right. Um, yeah, you know, right. what? And, and, and it'd be interesting too. What ends this show Saturday? Because if you're mm-hmm. going into Saturday, if you kind of feel on paper, okay, everybody kind of believes like Roman's retaining. You don't, you know, do you need to have Roman and Logan Paul in the show or do you go, do you end the show with a match that is more unpredictable like this for the women or like Brock and Bobby 
or if that's the case then Roman opens I would assume but yeah yeah hmm. all right uh, all things that make Saturday fun. Roman to, uh, is always the main event of my heart. I just want everybody to know that in my heart, Roman is the you're, main event. You're the, you're the juiciest of the oosiest. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, there's some t-shirts ready yeah. for making here. Yeah. Am I am I oosy enough? There's a revenue split coming between Issa mm. and. <laughs> We're gonna be we're gonna be, doing, we're gonna be doing a joint pro wrestling tease. There you go. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, instead of ref and rant, I'm ref and Usi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start rating your uh, refing rants on a scale of one to Usi. I'm coming every day and be like, this was 10% Usi, 20% Usi. <laughs> oh, tremendous! Well, I can't wait now. Well, rather than, you know, my, my, my shtick was always the reality checks. Now it's going to be the Usi checks. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh. All right. Fi final thoughts. It's time to it's time to clock out. Final thoughts. Issa, you go first. I thought it was an enjoyable episode of Monday Night Raw. I didn't know how hard they were going to try, you know, with it being Halloween, et cetera. But I, I didn't mind. I love, love, love Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And it really helped me get even more hype for their match. Jimmy? Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. And as far as the Halloween thing, uh, Halloween being the same night as Monday Night Raw, they did their Halloween bit, but they didn't let it overtake the show, which I yes. enjoyed very much. Yes. Yeah, I mean, in past years, we probably would have seen 24-7 um, oh, title would have been a trick-or-treat, some type of venture. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, overall, kind of like what I said last week, wasn't, wasn't the most exciting of the Raws, but I think that they did accomplish – as a go home show, they did a lot of uh, of, of good things to, right. as we've said here, because we've we've ended many of our our, our opinions with kind of opening the questions of what we're going to get Saturday, which that's mm -hmm. a good thing. Right. So, yes. um, uh, programming notes. So obviously, as as noted earlier, SmackDown has been taped. It's it's airing Friday. It was going to be an FS1 because of the World Series, but because of the rainout that happened tonight in the World Series, now that's not going to be the case. So Friday's SmackDown will be on Fox. So make sure mm -hmm. you're. Your DVRs or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. are up to date. So that's going to be Friday and then Saturday's Crown Jewel. I don't know who the post show is. I know it's not me Saturday. I am tied up, but mm -hmm. um, check here on Wrestling Inc. Right. Uh, no matter, it shall be an interesting event to talk about. I'll be back with these two on this Wednesday after Dynamite. Uh, all to be fun for all different reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, give the plugs for 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 Jimmy Corderas and your universe. Yeah. Well, like you said, you can catch catch me here on Wrestling Inc. Uh, after Raw and after Wednesday night's Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, and also you can catch me Monday to Friday on all my social media platforms or anti-social media platforms as I do my ref and rants. And uh, again, they're meant to be fun, Chris. Chris uh, constructive criticism. Okay, look, I can't even speak English, and uh, I'm claiming to be someone who can. And uh, just having a lot of fun, and and really having a lot of fun with this group here. Isa. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me everywhere here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Also, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. I do watch-alongs for pretty much all the big shows. I do Raw, NXT, Dynamite and SmackDown and pay-per-view. So if you want to hang out with me while I watch wrestling and say some crazy stuff, <laughs> subscribe. Acknowledge her. I'm at Justin Labar across the socials. Uh, again, catch me again Wednesday night with this crew after Dynamite. Friday mornings on Busted Open 
with Dave LaGreca and Thunder Rosa. It is Spar with LaBar. That's going to do it. Thanks to everybody in the chat, uh, Super Chat or free. We appreciate it. Thanks to all of you that are checking us out after the fact in the archives, whether you're watching the video to see our Usi schoolgirl teacher or whether you're listening to the audio only whatever the case may be we appreciate it like subscribe tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend uh hit the tweet button let us know where in the world you are carmen san diego how you listen to us how do you like it he's jimmy corderas there you go he's jimmy corderas she is isa the demon diva i'm labar be good good night good night 95 percent of uber eats orders are on time which is great because when i want my spicy shrimp pad thai i want it on time because baby there's no time like the present especially when it's Pad Thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, Pad Thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.